So this morning, I just want to chat to you a little bit about advancing the kingdom of God. I recently heard someone say, to advance the kingdom, we actually need to advance. Amen? And today, I don't want to talk about advancing in the way of like taking ground, because I feel like we are doing that. And actually, I, I could probably talk about that all day. I love that subject of taking ground, don't you? It's so fun. But today, I want to talk about the kind of advancement that has to do with your spiritual maturity and growing up a little bit. I know Bobby over the weekend hit that a little bit too, but um, yeah, so I just felt like there's a little bit of weight weight on that this morning. Um, There's a beautiful progression in 1 John. If you guys have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. 1 John. You can turn to chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 12. But there's this beautiful progression uh, from children to young men to fathers. I know some of you guys. Um, So we advance, when we advance, the kingdom of God advances. So when we mature, the kingdom of God starts to advance a little bit more, right? Advancing into maturity is is something that you should be praying for, asking God for. I ask God for that all the time. God, mature me, mature me, mature the gifts inside of me, mature um, just every area of my life as a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a child, like whatever area it is that you have made me from heaven, mature me into that, mature me into what you see. So um, this year, I kind of just want to talk real quick to you to people who have felt like they've been disconnected a little bit from God, people who have felt like, man, I just lost my hunger a little bit, um, and maybe, you know, you feel like you lost your fire a little bit, you, you even um, feel a little bit of disappointment in yourself for not being hungry enough, um, and for some of you, I feel like shame has even come on and said, like, you're not, you're not looking hungry enough. You're not being hungry enough. And I just, I just, this might not be for all of you, but for some of you that are feeling that way, I just want to say I don't believe that that's God making you feel that way. Can I suggest that nothing's wrong with your hunger engine? Can I suggest that maybe God's pulling back the manna so that you can eat the meat? He's letting you learn how to feed yourself because you've advanced, maybe when nobody's been looking. Maybe you don't even realize that you've advanced. See, when we come out of the infant-child stage and the natural, everything changes, right? We're no longer wearing diapers. We have big boy pants on. We're no longer, our mother's not for ourselves. He's removed the manna from your life because you've crossed over. Remember, the, for those of you who were here the last time, that I, one of those times that I spoke, we talked about crossing over, crossing the Jordan, going into that promised land, right? And so in the promised land, remember, the manna actually stopped. Do you remember that? Manna was in the wilderness, and then when they got to the, they crossed over the Jordan, there was no more manna because it was a land of plenty. And so God expected them to now feed themselves and like till the land and plant the seeds and things like that. That's advancement. Um, I just keep having this picture of like people when we don't realize our, that we've advanced, we keep trying to put a diaper back on. And when really we already have big boy pants on. I don't know if that's just me, sorry. 
At least I'm not talking about other things that Jim would be talking about right now. <laughs> He'd be talking about dirty diapers. Um, but oftentimes we just don't even realize how much we've grown. And I just want you to take a second and just peek over your shoulder. The, the last six months, where were you? Just think about it for a minute. Where were you six months ago? Where were you a year ago? You're not that same person anymore. <laughs> and a lot of us haven't peeked over our shoulder to see that. But this morning, hopefully you're seeing that. You're not the same person you were six months ago, even three months ago. We don't realize, when we don't realize we've advanced, sometimes we try to go back and um, go back to these formulas to try to connect with God because we're like, we don't realize we've advanced, so we're like kind of down on ourselves. Like, I'm not hungry enough. I'm not doing this enough. I'm not, I don't have the fire enough. And so we go back to these other things that like used to make us fiery and used to make us hungry and they don't work. And so it starts to feel a little frustrating, right? And sometimes we look at past encounters as a way to gauge where we are spiritually in the future. Has anybody done that? Yep. Sometimes we ask ourselves, we start to ask ourselves questions like, why am I not on the floor crying like I did when, the, when that special speaker came? Why, why am I not on the floor giggling? Why am I not convulsing? Why am I not, you know, having these major encounters anymore? And we start to compare those past spiritual behaviors with that of the present. And then we feel bad because we don't look like we used to. It's like we're in that awkward, like, tween no offense, you guys, okay? No offense. But the tween, that, that between the, the young child and the teenager, that's an awkward, ugly stage. Do you remember? It is. We think you're adorable, by the way. We do. But we felt when we were at that time, we were awkward and ugly. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so when you're like in the middle of like, I'm not a child anymore, but I'm, I'm like, think I'm a, this, this, I'm turning into this young man or this young woman or, or even the young woman to the father and mother stage. It's like this awkward tween. <laughs> oh man, I hated those years. <laughs> so, um, so sometimes we, we go backwards and we try to make those same encounters happen. And that's not necessarily what God wants us to do. Because when we start to chase an encounter, we're no longer chasing him. We're chasing the encounter. The book of Revelation says return to your first love. It doesn't say return to your first encounter. Although those things are good to go back and remember. You know, Ryan was having us remember that those times. It's good to remember, but it's not good to go chase after an encounter that you already had. That if, if you're not chasing after God. Let me put it that way, okay? We don't want the encounter to take the place of your first love. There's a difference between longing for an encounter and longing for, the, for your first love. If you're trying to repeat that ecstasy of that past encounter, you're missing the reality of, of your present relationship with Jesus. Encounters are not a drug. They come out of an intimate relationship, and they should be really highly respected and highly valued and highly treasured. So when you're looking for something else to give you pleasure instead of God, that's a false idol. This may or may not relate to this point in your eyes, but to me it does. So I'm going to give you an example 
of course, is going to have to do with worship. <laughs> so uh, I've been in some like larger worship venues, and people, they're not here, by the way, I'm not talking about you, but people, they, they love the music so much, and they love the band, and they love the sound, and they just, oh, they love the way this music makes them feel. And, and what happens is, is they start worshiping the worship instead of worshiping God. That's gross, huh? I know it sounds kind of weird to worship worship, but it does happen. That's just another example of how replacing the pleasure of God can happen when we're focusing on the what instead of the who. Anything can be an idol, whatever takes the place of the pleasure of God in your life. So let's put past encounters like in the past. We don't want to put them above the present God, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. This is a super short message. You guys were halfway through. I see like people already falling asleep. <laughs> so I don't know how Jim does it every week. I have to comment. Um, okay. <laughs> this is why I don't speak much. She's like, she only gets once a year. <laughs> oh, we got people leaving. Let's see. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not offended. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Oh, Jim, you shouldn't trust me. Um, okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to some positive things. What to do. Now, let's move from what not to do to what to do, okay? Oh, Jesus, help me up here. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 9. Um, I feel like there's just been, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and start turning to it. I just feel like there's a lot of weight right now on bringing disciplines into your life. And some people might be a little scared of the word disciplines, but don't be, because this is God's grace on it right now. If you want to walk into the full maturity of Christ, then uh, you need some disciplines in your, in your life. So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm going to start with uh, 24, verse 24. Remember that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Like a boxer, athlete, training to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Ugh, I don't want to be disqualified. So recently, Jim and I joined this challenge um, with another pastor friend of ours. They did this challenge where they spoke in tongues for 30 minutes every single day for like 14 days or something. And so Jim's like, yeah, yeah, we went on that challenge. So we did it. And it was awesome, by the way. The first day of the challenge, the Lord kept bringing me back to that verse. I disciplined my body, training it to do what it should do, right? And every day that I was speaking in tongues for 30 minutes, that, that verse kept coming back to me. I disciplined my body <laughs> basically to bring it under submission to do your will, God. And um, yeah, and so it was just such a glorious time. I just felt like that verse has never, you know, we've read that verse before and we're kind of like, I feel like it almost sometimes turns into works because we sometimes try to do it just because we have good intentions instead of like doing it with Jesus. But, but man, when you really partner with this, it, it becomes something in your life. Um, so 
I feel a real importance right now to do the things that normally you would procrastinate in or the things that you run away from because, because you aren't good at. I feel a real way that right now, that's, those are some of the disciplines that God's wooing you into to train yourselves for the next cycle of advancement because we're always, we're always in one place and we're always training for the next thing. Do you get that? And so, and man, I just, I don't know about you, but I just feel like we just, it's like the snowball just coming, you know, and like the, the more that we do these things, the more we discipline ourselves and the more we spend time with them. Anyway, uh, so after that, we went on a fast. After the 14-day challenge of speaking in tongues, we went on into a fast. And I will just want to say, like, I have never encountered Jesus like this in a fast. And I, I think it was all because of the disciplining ourselves to speak in tongues 30 minutes a day every day. 30 minutes isn't that much time to carve out, right? I mean, you can get up 30 minutes early. That's no biggie. So um, we're definitely going to get challenged at the end, but <laughs> you're going to do it. Um, <laughs> but because, like, during this the whole tongues thing, like, I just found myself throughout the day just, like, constantly speaking in tongues and, like, connecting to the Lord. It was just easy. It just kept rolling. And so when we went on this fast during, like, those hunger pain moments, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so hungry for food. Oh, I'm fasting. No, it was like, you know, just start speaking in tongues. And God, I am so hungry for you right now. Every time I had a hunger pain, it was like, God, I am so hungry for you right now. Because there's a connection that happens when you pray spirit to spirit that you just are so hungry. And... um you think you have a hunger problem, then start speaking in tongues. <laughs> but, um, but discipline brings the prize. And the hard way to do this is just to try, try on your own. The easy way is to let God's word come alive in you. Let him spend time on you. Let him spend time changing you and rearranging you. So I just want you to think, like, what are some of those disciplines that have been a little bit difficult in the past that you feel like God's been wooing you into? Just think about it for a moment. Those things he's been wooing you into to come under in his grace to discipline yourself into. It could be maybe waking up when he does. It could be maybe going for a walk with him. It could be uh, carving out more time to read your Bible, to pray, to memorize scripture, whatever it is. So I just want you to take a minute and just think about it. And I, I actually want you to write it down. What are the disciplines that God's calling you into that you either haven't done yet or maybe you you want to do, God's bringing you into? So we're going to take like 30 seconds for this or 20.
So disciplining your body isn't about how much you do. It's about how, how, how much you do consistently, you know, and then adding weight to the bar later because then, then you're building up your muscle and your strength and you're then advancing. Like if you have never fasted, don't try to do a 40-day fast. Maybe start with three days, the Holy Trinity number. Um, if, you, if you have a hard time reading your Bible and you feel like God's calling you to read your Bible, don't say, I'm going to read the entire Bible in a week. Just start with a verse a day and see what happens and then build on it from there. Because what happens is when you, when you take off too big of a chunk, then you get a little discouraged and you quit, right? So for me, maybe it's praying 45 minutes in, in tongues rather than 30 minutes. So adding some weight to the bar each time. Whatever it is for you that God's been calling you into, do that. Um, so there are things that would draw you closer to him, but have always been really hard for you to do. Like for me, um, it's uh, reading the Bible. That's always been really hard for me because I feel like I can't retain where the scripture's found. And so I would just get discouraged and I'd beat myself up and I would think that I was stupid and because I couldn't remember, you know, and I remembered the scripture, like the word, but I didn't remember the reference. And so it made me just like not even want to read. I mean, I still read, but not like until the Passion Translation came out. Now I can (laughs) read without, um, and that Bible that has no chapters or verses, that's a good one. But so what I started doing was um, if I had a verse that God was speaking to me, a lot of times it came out of dreams. A lot of times it just came out of prayer time. I would have note cards and I would write down the scriptures. And every day, like either before bed or in the morning, I would just go through all the note cards and read all the scripture verses. And so I would have scripture inside of me. But guess what? I still don't know the references. And I had to learn to be okay with that because that's just me. <laughs> I'm not Jim. He's a walking concordance. I mean, like when I'm doing a message, he's like, hey, send me your message, you know, and I'll help you. I'm like, okay, great. And he sends back like all these scripture references so I can fill it in. <laughs> Thanks, honey. But um, so now what I do, I got one of these like little, just a little uh, notebook thingy. And so I just write, because I actually gave all my note cards away to somebody which is really fun to do too. But yeah, so now I just go through each one um, every day. Sometimes I'll go through all of them. Sometimes I'll just get through half of them. Um, and then I'll just read them out loud and I'll use them as prayers and things like that. And so, so I'm saying that to say, why do you think that it's always been hard for me to do that? Why do you think that um, like reading the Bible has been such a... Ugh, Probably because the enemy doesn't want us to do it. And so whatever that hard thing is for you, what do you think about maybe the enemy doesn't want you to do it because it's going to get you closer to God? And so these disciplines are going to help bring you into that place that you have always fought against, and you're going to have just a celebration with Jesus through it, okay? So remember, when we advance, the kingdom of God advances. Um. In closing, that's right, you can wake up now. (laughs) What I want you to walk away with is this. We've got to leave the diapers behind. We already have big boy pants on. 
We've got to leave the manna behind. We can hold our fork and our knife now. We have to put the bottle in someone else's mouth. Okay? So the good news that I want you to walk away with is that you are maturing. You're advancing. And today, I really hope you realize it. Does anybody realize it now? Does any of that make sense? Okay, good. All right, so last thing I want to do before you leave. Oh, my God. Do you see the time? This is awesome. I could do whatever I want now. I just, this is kind of on my heart. God, God is so, he gets so giddy and so excited um, at how he created you. And he gets so giddy and excited when you actually see a glimpse of his version of you. Does that make sense? One time when I was praying, this is before I then knew about like prophetic. We were, this was in the wilderness desert time when we were out of church and um, taking a break. And I just started experimenting with the Lord, and I started getting pictures. And one of the pictures that the Lord came to me, he had something in his hand, and he was, like, molding it. And, like, it was, like, clay or something. And he's not showing me, but he's doing it. And I'm like, what in the world? And so he, like, could not wait to show it to me when he was done. He's, like, kind of, and then one of these. And it was me. It was this little me and he had made me so beautiful. I was even saying, wow, I'm beautiful. And that's hard to say, isn't it? As women especially. But, but when you see yourself, how God made you and how he created you. And, and from his vision, how he made you exactly who you are, unique in every way. You're not like any other person. He gets tickled. Okay? And it also helps us know who we are so we can advance and we can walk into maturity. So I want you to close your eyes. We'll do a little activation here using our sanctified imagination. Is that okay? So close your eyes, and I want you just to ask the Lord what his version of you looks like. God, we just ask you to give us a picture right now as we're getting rid of any blinders We're removing all blinders today, and we're stepping into the realization of maturing sons and daughters, fathers and mothers. What is your version of me? Could be a picture, could be words. If you got something, I just want you to write it down next to the disciplines thing. And if you didn't get something like a picture or a word, then keep asking him for it. He wants to show you so bad. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so just thank him for a minute. God, we just thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for showing yourself. You're so good to us, God. So the challenge that you guys are going to walk out with is, if you choose to take it, is let's do seven days speaking in tongues, 30 minutes every day. Who's going to take the challenge? All right. Come and tell me what happens. I want to know, okay? So next time you see me, which will be seven days from now, actually, I don't think I'll be here, but the next seven days, tell me. Let's make it 14. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yeah, let's just pray for some stuff. I just feel like intercession this morning. Don't you? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, just pray in the spirit for a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. God, we pray for those people on the wailing wall, every name that needs to be called home. We just call those names home right now to you. We call them back to fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, daughters and sons. We call them home right now. We call them back to you. We call them back to you. Jesus, remove every blinder that is over every eye. And we just say, come and remove the veils that we've made. In the name of Jesus, we call them home. Thank you, God. I just pray over businesses right now, upstarts, restarts, and uh, people that are already going. Lord, we just speak prosperity and God's kingdom money over these businesses right now. Every door that needs to be open, we just say open up in the name of Jesus. And um, it's just every uh, blueprint from you, God, we just say we, we want it. Every blueprint that you have for our businesses, for our um, ministries, for our families, God. We just say, yes, we want it. We want your blueprint for our life, every single part of it. And so blueprints from heaven, we just call you forth right now. In the name of Jesus, every idea, God, let it be God-breathed. Let us not do one thing on our own. Let us not advance on our own, not one step. We do not ever want to overreach your reach, God. We want your reach to overreach our hands. We thank you, God, that you overshadow us in every area. We thank you that your plans for us are good, and, and, and they're for health, and they're for wealth, God. We thank you, Jesus, for the harvest that's coming in. And so, uh, God, we just speak for uh, divine appointments in the name of Jesus, divine appointments and the boldness to actually speak in love to people and show them who the real Jesus is. And God, we just lay down any false Jesus. We lay down any idea or notion of a false Jesus or, or something that you're not like, God. Flood our hearts with who you really are so we can represent it to the world. So God, we just, uh, we thank you for those divine appointments and we thank you for the ripe hearts, the ripe hearts and the ripe harvests, God. Thank you for your harvest, Jesus. And we just call it in. We call it in and we just thank you that every seed that has been sown in the spirit and in the natural, God, that those things are coming up into harvest in this season. 
And in this year, God, we just cannot wait to see what you're going to do. We can't wait to see what you're going to do, God. We can't wait to see what you're going to do. God, we celebrate you before the answers even come. We celebrate you. And that was what the whole thing was about this morning, you guys. I know it was weird and funky in here, but it was all about celebrating before the answer actually comes. That's what faith is, and that's part of maturing, and that's part of advancing, is having faith and celebrating God, even though we don't see the answer with our eyes. We know who he is, and we know his word. And God, we say yes to take your word in truth. Yeah, we just say yes. We say yes to believing you. We say yes. And God, we we praise you. We thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you haven't done yet. We praise you and we're gonna rejoice. It doesn't matter what we see with our eyes, God. We know you have plans. You have plans. Move us out of the way. Move our agenda out of the way. We want your agenda only, God. We just say even over Zion this morning, God, we want your agenda over Zion. We want your plans and purposes over Zion, God. Lord, as we move as a body, as one, in unity, God, both campuses, Lord, move us in the directions that you want us to go. Move us in the places that you want us to go. We say yes to you. We say yes to taking risks with you because that means we believe you. We believe you, Jesus. All right, God, we just bless this day. We just bless all the words that came out of my mouth, Lord. May they not fall on hard ground, God, but may they go deep. May they go deep in people's hearts. Yeah, God, we just thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your Holy Spirit today. Thank you that this is a Pentecost day. Thank you, Jesus, for sending you to us. You live inside of us. Bring us into more of an awareness of the you in us and the us in you. Thank you, Jesus, that heaven and earth are colliding as we advance. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we bless you and we honor you in all things. From you are all things and to you are all things. Amen.